Wednesday, August 31, T-Row in the Morning Show. Toby and TJ back with you. I'm at Brown O'Haver today hanging out with John. We'll chat with him again here in a bit. Three days away now from a Sooner kickoff. OU and UTEP coming up 2.30 on Saturday on Owen Field. Um, This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. It is a working man Wednesday. Uh, very much looking forward to Friday. It is Joe C. Day, but also all of our other OEC Fiber Football Friday things, including week one of the Ref Royal Rumble. TJ, have you been uh, looking over uh, trying to find a game or anything that you like yet? I haven't even glanced at it. I haven't even glanced at it. Are you going to give it an effort this year? Uh, How did you do last year? What did you finish? Second. What place did you finish Second. in last year? Uh, one point behind you. That's right. Bronx did. Yeah, you did and good. And that's the same thing I'm doing this year. I, I will not make a single pick this year. Every pick, uh, you know, I would have beat you had I let him do that the entire season. But remember, I started poorly. Mm. He took it over because uh, he wanted to win, and he was disappointed in my picks, and then finished second. So I'll let him start from the beginning, see how he does this year, see if he, uh, he can take it all. So we will have our defending picks, champion. But we'll do it together. Each of us, uh, each week, each of the hosts on the ref, all eight of us, will have a lock of the week and an upset special, and we'll keep a running score going all year. There is a traveling trophy that has been created by the bosses. It's a good-looking trophy, Teach out front. It's got the, it's, it's, it's kind of the equivalent of uh, what do you get for uh, uh, winning the PGA Championship? It's bigger than the Claret Jug. Oh, absolutely, it is. What yeah. is the what is the? It's like the Stanley Cup. I was about to it's say the Stanley uh, not Cup, quite the yeah. size of the Stanley Cup, but it's similar to that. And it's got uh, room for everybody's name on the front. Only one name on there right now. It's Toby Rowland, the defending champion of the Ref Royal Rumble. What I am most worried about this year, and Tyler, feel free to chime in on this if you'd like, is I hope to win it again. That would be great. But the most important thing is that Teddy not finish dead last again this year because – that's a bad look for us. Like, Doesn't he finish dead last every year in this style of contest, though? He's terrible at picking games. We anchor our station <laughs> on the fact that we've got Ted Lehman's football knowledge that you can turn to every day between 3 and 6. Not only that, he's the color analyst of the Sooner Radio Network. We depend on people being able to trust his football knowledge. And it's a bad look for him to be, you know, it's one thing to not win, but to finish dead last. You know what I mean, Teach? Oh, I know and what you mean, I'm yes. worried, Tyler, because 
as you well know, he is off to another terrible start with that Nebraska pick that he made in week zero where I think he said Nebraska was going to win by 50 or so. Log of, the, log of the century. Here's why it's really bad, too, is this is a fun contest. And what's fun about it is the loser supposedly is supposed to wear a sandwich board outside yeah. of the uh, business that we sell it to. That didn't happen loser. last year. No, he didn't pay up on his on his last place. Dude. Teddy has X and O knowledge that no one else here has, there's no doubt. But he is also god-awful at picking football games. <laughs> That's one thing I've learned. <laughs> Uh, should we throw it to him this year just for the sake of the station? No, no, I think it's fun when he lives. Uh, take a dive just so Teddy doesn't finish last. We could all take a dive and still finish two or three games <laughs> in front of him this year. That's the thing. Well, all right, I guess. Well, we'll make our first picks on uh, Friday for this year's uh, Ref Royal Rumble. Now, what would you think about Brent Venable's first weekly press conference yesterday? See, this is always a deal. You know, this is a... This is a performance, not just for him, but for the local media as well. There were a lot of concerns that we were only going to get two or three questions in for the 30 minutes, but he gave, I thought, pretty succinct answers and yeah, gave I, everybody a shot to get their voices heard on ESPN. Things were tightened up. I thought he did well. I was, real, I was, I was really concerned that they may get two, three questions in, and like, ah, we've. We've got to shut this thing down. He's gone too long on these answers, but I thought he did a great job. So, um, I think someone had been, you know, in his head and, and working with him a little bit, and said, "Yeah, Mike's hey, been working with yeah, him." Yeah, yeah. So I thought he did a good job with it. How about the local media? Anything there? Uh, the, the performance of Kerry Murdoch or James Hale or Dean Blevins or anything yesterday that jumped out at you? Not that I'm remembering. No, I do mm-hmm. know there was an altercation at practice with a media member calling a player by the wrong name, thinking they were interviewing someone else. But yeah, not an altercation. It was a mistake. Yeah, I shouldn't have said altercation. A local member of the media was interviewing uh, in a group setting David Aguebu <laughs> and thought he was talking to Justin Harrington <laughs> right. and called him Justin, and David stopped him and said, I'm David. Um <laughs> Which was funny. That was funny. Other than that, I don't remember anything else uh, yesterday standing out to me. Brent did uh, at one point say, uh, anybody got any other cheetah questions? It seems like I'm getting a lot of cheetah questions. Who else wants to ask about cheetah? So we can put that behind it. Cheetah bothers me. Could they have come up with something else? Why does it bother you? I'm not disagreeing necessarily, but why does it bother you? I think I just, you know, when I hear about a cheetah, I just have something else envision in my mind chester <laughs> no no typically an uh, older woman uh out on the town I, I you know i don't know that's a cougar but uh you know the cheetah gets thrown well, around i was gonna a lot say too. i didn't know that's what we uh, i know it's a cougar what? but i don't know it okay. uh, my mind goes there with cheetah too i don't know why in my own sick I mind think, i guess i think of uh, uh oh kansas city chief now miami dolphin uh former oklahoma state cowboy why am uh, i blanking on his name Tyreek Hill, I, I, Tyreek, yeah, I Tyreek think of him Hill. when I think of the cheetah, which gives me haunting memories from the repunt. So, no, I just, I have myself, and we've talked about the cheetah position on this show, and but it's just a different name. You're like, what's a cheetah? Like, we've all heard of the nickel before, but now we've got somebody playing this exotic position called the cheetah. And like, what the heck is that, you know? Why is it different than... 
But everybody's kind of got one of those. I haven't, let me look at. Uh, let me see if I can see what UTEP uh, calls their guy. The dragon. Um, Let's call it the yes. dragon. <laughs> That's right. There's always one of those on every team that they call it something different based on uh, let's see here they theirs is the nickel they're pretty boring they call their guy the nickel so um yeah but he seemed to be done with the cheetah questions who else has a cheetah question anybody well we've reached the point i think he's probably done with all questions it's like let's go play a game so i can answer questions about performance or you know a particular game so let's let's go i think that's where probably everyone is right now yeah um yeah, what else can you ask, right? It's been nine months of analyzing this roster, analyzing who left, the returners, the depth chart, uh, whatever nicks and injuries you may have, the way you're going to scheme differently, all that kind of stuff. Now we just we got to go actually see it on the field so that Toby won't be quite so worried about it. Like I've worked myself into a frenzy this morning, so hopefully we'll see it on Saturday and Every All of your optimism will be uh, confirmed, my optimism as well, and uh, we can move on with the what John Whitson has predicted to be an undefeated, undefeated 12-0 Oklahoma Sooner football season. 2.30 on Saturday, it'll be Oklahoma and UTEP, just like it was back in 2000, Teach, when the Sooners began their run to a national championship. 55-14 the score on that day. I don't think they're going to give up 14 points on Saturday. I think that the, this will be a single-digit effort by the Oklahoma defense. I think they will uh, they'll shut them down pretty good. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Um, but we shall see. A lot of that depends on how they play at the cheetah position, TJ. Don't you agree? Without a doubt. The cheetah will be an important uh, part of that, yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Am I getting more uh, grief on the old Twitter machine uh, oh, there? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, All right, hit me with some more of it. What look, are you seeing? Look, texters, I've had fun just laughing at you today. I never get to all your texts uh, <laughs> on any day. So just know I do see a lot of them that I don't have time to read, but you've, uh, you've entertained me today. Uh, Toby, uh, let's see here, Air, Com- Air Comfort Solutions text line. Toby's using Working Man Wednesday to work the fan base into a panic. <laughs> First you eat well-done steaks. Now you're telling me we're awful. Toby, blink Medium twice well. if you need help. <laughs> Medium well. I didn't say we're awful. I didn't say we're awful. I'm just I got, I'm getting a little concerned looking at the returning stats here. That's all. Did Toby and TJ go through some type of experiment and we're in a Freaky Friday, they switch bodies experiment here? <laughs> yes, we're, the, we're Lindsay Lohan. Uh, what's going on with the TJ and Eeyore show this morning? <laughs> that would be me. I'm Eeyore, I think, in this situation. Jeez, yeah. Toby, maybe I should not move back to the U.S. tomorrow and <laughs> appears to be a disappointment of a team, <laughs> OU Architect. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. Uh, I like this one. Please tell me Josie is brought to you by OEC Fiber, so it can be the J-O-E-C Fiber Day. That's what Travis. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be a nice fit. Uh, let's see. 
<laughs> Stop him from talking. Just cue the song. <laughs> that was before we went to break last hour. They That's when I was spewing <laughs> negativity. Uh, this person wants you to give your chip back to Coach V now. <laughs> You're all in chip. My, uh, my poker chip. Uh... <laughs> oh, you people are beautiful. This person is still mad at us. If he's not mm-hmm. your doctor, do you call him doctor? Depends on my relationship with him. If I know the doctor, no, I'll call him Jim or whatever his name is. I'm very good friends with the judge. I don't call him judge. I call him Tup. Um, so, and that's not even his first name. I mean, that's abbreviation of his last name. So, <laughs> so this person really wants us to refer to Brent Venables as coach. And not Brent. Uh, that's a right. Diff- uh, well, this is a, I, I shouldn't accuse the, being the same person. This, was, I, this is a different person. So people, other people, mm-hmm. wanting us to refer to them as coach. Well, even Porter calls us. Like I've got Porter's number, but he always likes to call us for whatever reason when he's on with you. He likes me. Uh, likes to call me. And it's not, mm-hmm. hey, this is Coach Moser. It's hey, it's Porter. Like hey, Porter. You know, yeah. he's not introducing himself as, you know. Dr. Porter. We do not need to we do not g- need to give this topic any more of our time today, TJ. It's silly. <laughs> silly. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Roland, uh, for addressing this. Yes. Thank you very much. Give me one more text message ripping on me and then we're going to go to a commercial break for my uh, let's overwhelming see negativity on the show today. Um this one does say we need to have a radio-sponsored uh, doctor that specializes in gut health. After the last But What Do We Know Toby segment, you are both going to need to see him or her. It's from Jim and Arlington. <laughs> All right, very good. We'll take a timeout. We're at Brown O'Haver today. Toby and TJ with you. We'll talk to John coming up back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. Toby at Brown O'Haver. I'm in the Brown O'Haver studios this hour, brought to you by RK Black. Been doing it since 1952, helping you in uh, small and medium-sized businesses across Oklahoma and Kansas. With document management and network solutions, 405-943-9800 or rkblatt.com. A couple of more texts here. Air Comfort Solutions text line. So if we win a natty this year, does that say more about Brent or just how overrated Lincoln's logs were? Uh, Brent. I mean... Yes. Is the answer yes? Uh, yeah, both, I guess. I mean. It means listen. your questions that you're saying hmm to now as you look at your spotter board were answered. And that development took place and that yeah, jump took place exactly. with those players. So that goes to Brent's credit. Hugh, it would be huge credit to uh, for the development of a bunch of guys who haven't proven it yet at the college level to take them to a national championship. Would be huge credit for Brent Venables and this staff. I mean, we've been really good around here the last few years. I know the popular thing is the we're supposed to all be mad at Lincoln, and I am mad at him for the way he left and all that kind of stuff. But Oklahoma's ripped off multiple double-digit win seasons in a row, college football playoffs, conference championships. They have not been in the doldrums around here. Do, do you think uh, the national media type people, if we do 
win, or let's just let's just say get back to the playoff, which I think is a very reasonable shot. Sure, more than anything else, that Brent did it with Lincoln's guys is going to be a narrative. That would be a dumb narrative. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too because with the transfer portal and all the people that he took and everything like that, that I, 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 I don't think Lincoln gets hardly any of this credit if we have a, uh, you know, if we have a season. I think it's more the opposite. Like this is what you could have done. Yeah. With this roster and with this, you know, with this group and against this competition. Yep, I agree. There's not very many guys who are difference makers to the point of what I was saying earlier that you could kind of classify as Lincoln's guys. You know what I mean? Like, Dylan Gabriel's not a Lincoln guy. No. Marvin Mims kind of, he flourished under Lincoln for one year, but he kind of went backwards last year. Well, that's what's so... Eric Gray didn't flourish under Lincoln Riley. Marcus Major didn't flourish under Lincoln Riley. Uh, Deshaun White's had a very up-and-down career. Aguebu and Stutzman oh, didn't flourish under nobody on the Lincoln Riley. Nobody on the defense. Woody Washington's had a nice but injury-riddled career. Billy Bowman didn't flourish under Lincoln Riley. So, no, I think that would be – I don't know what the national narrative would be. Those guys are stupid sometimes. But uh, I think it would be totally wow. a credit to Brent Venables. throwing it out there today. Negativity, shots. This mm-hmm. guy, this guy. That Working Man Wednesday is wow. when you're going to get the best of Toby Rowland. That's my prediction. That's <laughs> when I'm feeling my freest with my opinions. Well, it's when we make you get up and get out of the house and get down here to the Brown O'Haver Studios. It seems like you have a, just a little more. You bring it a little more. Yeah. That's what yeah, I do. that fancy water that you, uh, you hydrate him yeah. with. It get, could be the pH hydra- balance right here. You get hydrated up. We get you lubed uh, up, and uh, away we go. Easy. I can't even imagine what's going to happen at... <laughs> At uh, neighborhood jam when you get moved up, it's gonna be. (laughs) What else you got, Teach? Boogie's mom wants us to know Venables is number one. Thank you, Boogie's mom. (laughs) Now she's referring to the rankings of most attractive Uh, coaches in the Big Twelve, of which you have ranked Dave Aranda number. But some, I, I think men value the the smooth baldness better than women. I think women are going for the luxurious head of hair. I think that's a guy thing. I think we men are finding Dave Aranda more attractive because Don't we are lump jealous. Me into this category here. <laughs> males, the males you of the Oklahoma and TJ fan base. have a crush on Dave Aranda. You know, and it's crazy because when he speaks, I would clearly rank Brent Venables number one in this. No, with category. Dave Aranda, it's all physical because the minute he opens his mouth, he loses. It. <laughs> he's like he's like Alyssa. Does he ever open like, his mouth? He's like Alyssa on Big Brother. You know, if I could just look at Alyssa. You see everything Kyle's seeing. The minute she makes a, a a Paris is in London quip, and you're like, oh, my gosh, just don't talk. You know, that's kind of how I feel about Dave Aranda. Super attractive and respect for his defense. And then yeah, he starts talking, and you're like, ugh. Can't you just, yeah, like, a next, list of this situation? Next week's Rudy show, I need you to ask uh, Brent uh, where he places Dave Aranda on his Big 12 coach sexy ranking. So You know, here's the thing with BV is I think you'd get an honest answer. I don't think he'd, I don't think he'd hide from the question. No, he'd attack it head on with yeah. a good 20-minute answer. Absolutely he would. <laughs> Absolutely. Bone structure. Good I bone think, structure. Know. I like the bone structure. It's good. <laughs> good thing. Uh, uh, this is a random out of nowhere. Toby, you need, uh, you've need. you got to try Puma Dry Fit underwear. They're the best. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> sure where that came um, from. You think that's related to our cheetah conversation? Is that where that I, I don't, I don't know. I big don't know. cat family came from? Oh, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, maybe. No. Uh, not to throw gas on the fire, but how do we know the coaching? 
has improved and the strength and conditioning has improved. Brent has yet to be a head coach of one football game. As Smitty was asked to leave OU, there is still a lot to prove before we can assume anything. I don't think that's true. Boy, that came from Toby's phone number I see there. I don't don't think that (laughs) – I don't – John from Brown O'Haver doesn't think that's true at all. I think the coaching and the strength and conditioning goes directly in the I know it's going to work file because you've got – you compare the resume – of this coaching staff with our old coaching staff, and it's not even close as far as what they've done, where they've been, who they've worked with, who they've learned from, the pedigree. It's not, it's on a totally different level. And the, the difference was on was immediately within the hiring, right? So everybody that under the old regime had some connection to Texas Tech or some connection to a lower-level program where we're talking about Oklahoma and Clemson guys getting hired who have won national championships, who have been there, who've developed people, who've worked under Dabo Sweeney, Bob Stoops, Snyder, the whole, the, the list goes on and on. I don't even think it's a question. I think you can firmly put it in the I know they're going to be better category. Strong statement. I mean, you're coming out with a lot of optimism well, I'm trying to be positivity fir- today. I don't, I don't see why not. Yeah. In addition to a working man's Wednesday, it should be a positivity Wednesday because everything you've said is only confirmed. We have no days of the week that start with P. We can't assign positivity to anything. I don't even want to know what a day of the week that starts with P would be. Like, that's insane. Um, but, uh, wow. Uh, we can do it Wednesday is what you're giving me. Today. We can do it Wednesday. Yeah. And I, when I look at the roster and I think about the coaching staff, it's exciting. It's exciting. I don't know how you can't be excited. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about the team. I'm excited about the coaching staff. I love the hire. I love the recruiting. I you're not putting you're not putting the coaching staff in that. I know they're going to be better than last year's category. You're not doing that. Well, I don't think that was the question. I definitely feel that this coaching staff is better than the last okay. coaching staff. Uh, but the the texter said, "Do we know for sure?" Yes. And you're saying, yes, we do. Mathematically, that doesn't equate because they haven't actually coached a game together yet. We think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be really, really good. But but until they start racking up dubs and we see performances on the field and all that kind of stuff, the evidence we have so far is in recruiting. The evidence we have so far is they have dominated recruiting. That's cr- yeah agreed. I you're you're right. If we're talking about actual wins and what and they've done at past coach, places, actual Jeff Levy wins. did a good job at Ole Miss. Brent Venables was the best defensive coordinator in the nation at Clemson. That should come together nicely. That's fair. Yeah. That that that's that's a fair statement to make. But at the same time, when you look at our offensive performance over the last two years, we're going to be better. We're going to be better. You look at our offensive staff and our offensive weapons. We have nowhere to go but up. You talk about lost production or, you know, new production. Where's the production coming from? Even if you took the guys that we lost, Mario Williams, Jaden Hazelwood, you're not, you didn't lose a ton of production. It's not like we lost a thousand yard receiver or lost 15 touchdowns. None of those guys, I don't think either one of them broke 400 yards receiving. Right. That's what we're having to replace are less than 400 yards receiving. We did receiving. lose our top three receivers from last year's team. Right. right, all of which underwhelmed statistically. That's true. That's true. So, yes, we lost underwhelming statistically receivers or, you know, statistic-gaining receivers. Right. I would agree, 100%. Yeah. I'm happy with the replacements, and I think we're going to be statistically a better offense. So, last year, let me see if I can find this here. 
points per game, 39.1. We will be higher than 39.1 this year. Yes. I agree with that. I think they'll average 40-plus yeah. points a game. Yeah. Last year, uh, 451 yards a game. They'll be better than that. Yes. Yeah, I think they'll be in the 500 range. Yes. I agree with that. Uh, both. Uh, last year, now here's where I think, so offensively, we've been really good. Last year, not as much. But over the last five years, Oklahoma's been top five in the country as far as offensive output. We're going back to Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, fi- college football playoff team. Heisman, Heisman winners and, and candidates. I think we could be marginally better offensively from last year, this year. The other side of the ball, I think, is where the biggest difference will sure. be made. Uh, last year, they gave up 25.8 points a game on defense. I think they could be significantly better than that. Agreed. They could be sub 21, 22. Well, I like think they could be sub 20. Wow. They could be. Okay, yeah. That would put them top 20 in the country probably. Right. I think that's possible. That's how highly I think of and Brent so, Venables. And that's the point there. So when you hear about all these people that say, well, we played so many games where we only won by seven points, how can we expect to be better? It's that number right there. If we can expect to be seven points better yeah. defensively, then we can expect those wins, even if we're marginally better offensively, we can expect those wins to then be seven double-digit Good wins. Math. Now that's math I can get behind. You're welcome. Uh, yards per game last year, uh, they gave up 390. Again, I think they could be significantly be better. Sub Low 300s, yeah, I sub think. Sub 330, sub The problem there, and the thing I don't know is, with the offense going as fast as it's going to go, is the defense going to be on the field more? Yeah, but it's resulting go- in just some because they're out there more, they're going to accidentally give up more points and yards than but, than it qualifies for how good their defense is. From what I understand in the Jeff Levy offense, which is a variation of the Art Bryles offense at Baylor, you can expect that speed, but that speed comes with a heavy dosage of run. Yeah, that's true. So it's not like we're talking about speed and old school Mike Leach. Where it's three not passes. as much clock stoppage, not as much clock stoppage, not as much three and outs all on the pass. If it's a heavy dose of run and you're getting nine, ten, eleven plays, you're burning off a lot more clock than you did in the past, even yeah. with a higher rate of play or whatever the case may be. Good points. Break time. Let's talk to John about his business here at Brown O'Haver. When we come back, we'll get more of your text messages coming up as well. T Row in the morning show on a Wednesday. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Welcome back, everybody, on a Working Man Wednesday. Toby and TJ with you. Tyler McComas, Perry Spencer hanging out. We're all at Brown O'Haver today with John Whitson. How's Alice doing, by the way? Well, I was just thinking about this during the break that, you know, everybody's upset that she has a better relationship with Traber than she does with you, and they can't understand why. Who's upset about this? The Twitterverse, the world, oh, okay. um, the text line. They seem just really concerned about does this situation. Does she not like me, or does she just well, there's really a little like Well, there's Jim. a little bit of that. And I think the other piece, Ouch. I think the other piece though, is just purely logistical. She doesn't get to the office until 1030 or That 11. I can handle. The not liking me part of it is just a dagger to the I soul. Know. I wish there was more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's just she just hasn't had the chance to get to know you because she just mm-hmm. doesn't ever come to work. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, that's, I think that's your bigger issue. What can I do to win her over? Do you have any advice well, for me? Well, 
I mean, if you're not going to do the two to six show, yeah, which I don't blame you. I wouldn't do that either. Well, look, somebody else has that show. I mean, I mean, because she's got a huge crush on Teddy. Yeah. Well, we speaking all, of bald we guys. All speaking of bald Maybe guys, Toby should have his that wife might be, on more and talk movies and candy and shopping. Well, when y'all were talking about CPAP machines, I think the next step for you is a music segment that lasts like 45 minutes. We got to tread very lightly, TJ, before we make fun of anybody <laughs> no, else's that's content. Absolutely true. Okay. I'll, yeah. I mean, when it comes to like. My kid bald called guys, in the other day to break down Dude Perfect. I guess we got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tell me about uh, every time we're here, you're always uh, telling us the great things that you're doing in the community. You guys are very community involved. It's well, always important for you here in Moore and Norman and the Oklahoma City area. We just finished our water stop uh, for like the 10th or 11th year in a row for the Moore War Run. Yeah. We're like 10 or 11 years in a row, the best water stop they've ever seen. Yeah, this is... Uh, Apparently, something you guys take a lot of pride in. Apparently, the, the, there's only it's a 5K. So the fact that they even have two water stops is that's pretty funny anyway. But we're on the second water stop where they really need water. Sure, they're a good two two and a half miles in, and they are dehydrated. And and apparently, the other water stop didn't even have ice. Which just is like, what are you doing? What How do you even get Who this? was running that water stop? I don't so we wanna. can really pile on them right now. I don't. Probably a bank or something. I have no idea. It's really. We it try does not sound to. like something a bank would do. Yeah. Or maybe an insurance agent. I don't know. But they. <laughs> no ice water. It was hot. We've got ice water. we got cups. And then we actually have, have refined this to the point where we've got people that are handing out water. And then, you know how they just throw it on the ground? Yeah. We got people that pick up trash. We all the kids come. They're the trash. They get the rebounds and stuff. They get the rebounds. So like by the time they're done, and they're like, people are running by. Y'all even pick up trash. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It is a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. So if you ran in that and you saw how well we run that water stop, I want to work with that company. That's how well we handle your insurance claim. You are not only hydrating the people of uh, Moore and keeping them alive, right? You you are yeah. Doing it with cold water mm-hmm. so cold. that they don't have to. This isn't Europe. And you are also being an example to the community of how you take care of your business. That's correct. Because this water stop is organized, professional, and um, really the epitome of how it should be done. It just it demonstrates a high level of professionalism. That's what it does. Yeah. And it starts in the morning. With Alice kind of like replaying videos from the previous year of the water stop and the performance, like we have to watch them on the big like screen behind film. us, like watching film, like watching film, and she's like stands up. It's it gets rough because she stands up and yells things like "It ain't good enough," mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and the stuff that we've done. And so we know that every year it's got to be better than the year before, and I think we know that. And I think it's cool. That's what we do. And it's important to you guys. It's obviously important that you give me one more example. You got one more example of uh, something you've done for somebody out there that can maybe drive home uh, uh, what Brown O'Haver is all about? One of our clients had a fire in her garage and it spread to the attic, caused damage to the framing, one end of the house to the other. When they originally had their insurance adjuster come out, their insurance company adjuster come out. They only paid for cosmetic cosmetic damages and damages that were readily available. They hired us. Six months later, they received a payment over 
$280,000. Holy cow. Larger than they would have gotten on their insurance company. It's quite a garage. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that's what we can do. So, you know, I gave you, I gave everybody the, the, the example about how we take care of people and, you know, maybe you're having a hard time, but yeah, if you want cold, hard cash, call Brown O'Haver 405-735-5510. We're talking $280,000 more than they would have gotten on their own. Quarter of a mil. Quarter Plus. of a mil. Absolutely. hundred percent. Holy cow. All right. Uh, give them a call. You, if you want more testimonials or examples of what they can do, Facebook is a good place to check out, yep. right? Facebook and, uh, and one last plug for the Boomer Bevo podcast as we ramp up football season. Check us out on the Boomer Bevo podcast wherever you get your podcast. Myself, John from Brown O'Haver, and Kevin Miller, the resident Texas fan, we try to break down everything that is OU Texas. We exclusively cover the greatest rivalry in college football. I'm, I'm, I have subscribed. And so if you want to be like Toby and subscribe, please do. You've got a new one dropping tonight, you said. Yes. We, it'll be Game on, week podcast. It'll be on the KREF uh, Podomatic, hopefully uh, sometime tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon. So ch- check it out. Uh, I wonder how we're going to break down the Texas game without a depth chart. Your boy Kevin's probably got inside sources. He though, probably has an inside depth chart. Figured out. He though. probably has an in- You know, they're so focused on the mullets and the Lamborghinis that they don't even care about depth charts down there in Austin. It's a li- little mustard. Concern. It's a little concern to them. Well, thank you on behalf of me for all the positivity you brought to the show today. You you can tell obviously I showed up here uh, of a concerned mind today and and I'm experiencing a worrying Wednesday. I think Matt, and being around you and your positive aura has really lifted my spirit. Well, today. just going through the numbers, we just already added, I don't know, a 14 to 18 point differential in every game, so I think we're good to go. I think that makes the twelve and zero pick easy every every week, every week, easy pick. Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner. <laughs> I think he signed off. I'm not sure. Eight forty five in the morning. We'll take a break. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the show when we come back. It's the T Row in the Morning Show. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app.